On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got the chance to chat with Mark Zhang from Scene. What an incredible company. Uh, they're combining tech uh, along with custom suits. Uh, it's really an incredible story. Um, they talk about how they're actually able to scale up custom uh, men's and women's wear. Uh, really, I feel like anybody would get so much value out of this conversation. Uh, I know that I did. I made a friend, uh, and I think that you guys are going to get a ton out of Mark. Again, uh, surprise, surprise, somebody smarter than me uh, that I had on the podcast. Uh, enjoy. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Mark Zhang from Scene. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I'm like so pumped about this conversation. Uh, we talked about some like, I don't know, just I feel like super kind of groundbreaking things before the episode. And so I'm really excited uh, for our listeners to be able to kind of learn about what you're doing. So uh, before we really get going, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm one of the co-owners of Scene. We are a custom clothing brand. Uh, we create custom clothing of, for, all, for men and women. Um, our primary products are suits and jeans, um, and they're made from scratch. So how a customer normally gets their product is they're able to um, take a quiz on our website, and they're able to fill out 9 to 15 questions. And um, from those answers, we're able to extrapolate their measurements and um, create a piece of clothing uh, from scratch for them. Um, so that's the general idea of the brand. For me, um, I run the operations, the finance, the strategy of the business, and I help oversee marketing as well. Um, I came from a background where I did a lot of healthcare consulting. I did financial valuations for physician compensation arrangements. Oh, interesting. For Fortune 500. That's a different world, hey? Yeah, I know. Totally, <laughs> totally different. Um, but it, yeah, a lot of my clients were Fortune 500 hospital corporations. Uh, I brought a lot of that financial modeling experience over to scene and um, have built a lot of the, the models and the tools that we use uh, today for our backend operations. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Before we get like really into the tech, which I'm like super interested in just because it's something different than, than what we've normally talked about. How, where did the idea come from? Like what sort of gap did you guys see in the market that wasn't being filled? Or did you just think like, Hey, there's, there's this product, but we can do it a lot better. Yeah. Ray, uh, who is my business partner, but also my cousin, ah, cool. um, we're both Chinese Americans and growing up, we had trouble finding uh, clothing that fit us uh, really well. Oh, the, interesting. The, the standard size, yeah, the standard size uh, specs for clothing um, in America, at least, were based upon um, a certain Caucasian body type yeah. that uh, we simply didn't fulfill. Yeah. And so finding clothing that was beautifully designed but also fit us really well was really hard to find. And particularly custom clothing, uh, was 
more reserved for suits, more formal wear, dress shirts, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, we wanted to be able to reimagine how everyday clothing can be made uniquely fit to you, um, but also be beautifully designed. Um, so that's kind of where we saw that gap in the market, that, that opportunity. Um, and that's how Seam uh, was born. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So were you, first of all, like aiming, like, were you aiming to, to fill the need of basically like men that, that had smaller frames? Is that the, is that kind of what, what I'm, what I'm hearing or like, or, or just everybody that, that you felt like there was, there was the gap of like, Hey, people just aren't really like the companies out there aren't really getting it. What, what the kind of fit that all of us want. Yeah, it's definitely for all people of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, uh, the way uh, the model has been set up, we're able to create clothing completely made from scratch um, and have it be designed for every customer that's out there, and it's and it's for both men and women. Um, women even uh, have uh, less choices for having custom made clothing. Mm. It, you know, it's acceptable for men to get custom suits, but on the women's side, it's mainly reserved for dresses. Um, and to be able to have categories like suits and for, and jeans for women to be able yeah. to uh, fire those pieces easily. That was, um, the opportunity that we saw there. Cool. Cool. This is, this is awesome. So walk, walk me through the process because this is your own in- internal tech that you guys have created. Is that correct? That's correct. So walk me through how in the world you were able to ship a custom suit or a custom pair of jeans or a custom whatever to somebody without actually taking any measurements that that to me is insane and obviously if it wasn't working you guys wouldn't be doing it because this would cost you tons of money if if your tech wasn't working so can, can you walk me through like how well i mean without getting into you know the fine details that, that would give it away but like how does it work yeah and it's funny that you say that because um about the business model working because uh we have what's called a 60-day fit guarantee so when customers order from us online, um, within 60 days of ordering the garment, they can wash it, they can wear it, um, try it out. And if it's not fitting the way they want it to, they get alterations, they get remakes, and they can even return for a full refund, completely covered uh, within that 60 days. So part of what we do with this technology that we have is about making it extremely accurate in order for it to function. Um, but we have that guarantee so in place so that customers feel comfortable ordering, that there's no risk. Um, to ordering online for something new like this. Totally. Which is like, like really, it's something I feel like I preach all the time that like customers, they need to trust. And especially something like this, right. Where it seems like, like if you did not have that guarantee, uh, I think it'd be, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't exist. Right. Because people would be so scared of like, well, how are they going to get it right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so walk, walk me through like, so when somebody goes to order, they, they like, like what sort of questions are they answering to so that you guys can actually get to the perfect fit for them? Yeah. So when they come to our website, we have um, a quiz set up. It's whether it's jeans or it's our outerwear field jacket, our joggers or our suits. Um, it's going to uh, be a quiz where we ask them similar questions. So um, when they get on, they can, they'll be able to answer the first couple of questions, which is their height and their weight. Um, they'll answer questions about their body shape related yep. to uh, their torso. Um, and they'll also answer questions about their preference for fit. So do, do they like things slim fit? Do they like things um, more loose or just a regular fit? Um, so all these questions are there in place uh, to be able to capture both the 
the body measurements of the customer, but most importantly, also captures their preference. And those two combinations of understanding how um, fit works, but also how preference works um, in tangent with fit, um, those were those are two important pieces that oh, come totally. to play for, for the quiz. Yeah, 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 totally. Because something could, could fit, quote unquote, but it's not actually, like they don't actually like it. Yes, exactly. So okay, so so I've got a question for you on your on your whole sales cycle here. Here, so do people pay before they go through the fit? Yes, yes, they they will shop our website. The whole part of of the vision of what we're trying to accomplish with Scene is really about reimagining how clothing can be made for the everyday mm-hmm. consumer. Yeah, um, fashion is one of the most. Uh, wasteful industries in the world. And so to be able to make a one-for-one model for clothing and have that be an accessible price point and um, scalable uh, is something that we want to achieve. And so uh, for us, a big part of that is making it easy for customers to be able to shop. And so coming to our website, it's just like any other website. You're going to shop the products. You're going to choose your sizing, which does include um, participating in our SmartFit platform. Um, But then you order... Um, upfront, just like you would on any other site. And then when you receive it, you'll have access to that 60 day fit guarantee I talked about. Gotcha. 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 Super, man, just super interesting stuff. Um, you know, what I'm interested in is how is the scalable, right? You're, you're on the secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand. How is, is this a scalable model? Yeah. So for us, uh, it's extremely important um, on one end to really, have the uh, the um, each piece be made extremely accurately, yeah. um, and part of that is improving upon um, our SmartFit algorithm and making sure that it's extremely accurate. Um, and the more and more data that we feed into it, the the better and better it improves. So it's it's awesome that uh, when we started with it, it was already accurate uh, to begin with, but it's only the beginning of what it can be. Um, cool. So we're extremely excited to see where that goes. And then there's feedback, I guess, afterwards. That yes. like, hey, no, this this didn't actually work. And exactly. You, you can figure out sort of where in the in the algorithm something's going wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. So, if you could go back to to when you first started, is there anything that you'd change? If so, what what would you change? So, when we first started the brand, actually, uh, we actually started as a retail location. Oh, uh, interesting. But, yeah, that's right. I saw that yeah. in the notes. Yeah. So customers would come into our retail location on La Brea in Los Angeles um, and they could get, they could see styles that they like to shop and then they could get fitted right there from um, a person that could take their measurements down. Cool. cool. Now the retail location was extremely valuable of an experience. It helped us understand fit and preference um, in our customers. Um, but from there we, as, as you just asked, uh, we saw that the, that the model for having customers come into a re- retail location was siloed into a physical space. Um, and to be able to scale and where we saw opportunity was online, we wanted to yeah. solve that problem for customers shopping online, but want to have clothing that fit perfectly. So well, in 2020 was the, was the year to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So if I could go back and change how, uh, if change the strategy for us, um, we closed that retail location May of 2019. Okay. Um, but I would have closed it even earlier at the time we, it was generating the majority of our revenue um, and we were trying to find out how we can unlock the scale for our, for the business model. And um, 
we just realized that the physical location, that sort of thing, it just required a lot of capital up front and it wasn't as scalable as we wanted it to be. Plus yeah. we saw the opportunity really, um, it, it was really laid out in e-commerce. So um, the hard decision there would have been to shut off our, our highest driving uh, source of revenue and to not be married to that idea that we had invested uh, money into this and we needed to continue, but to be able to let that idea go and move on to the idea that actually presented more opportunity. Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. That What a tough, tough decision. I'm sure lots of our listeners have been through that before, right? Where you're like, well, it's generating a lot of revenue. And, but the thing is, and, and I've had, uh, I don't know if you know Mike Michalowicz, he wrote Profit First. Yes. Um, so I had Mike on the podcast and we, we talked all about Profit First within e-commerce. And this is ages ago. If you guys want to go back, if listeners want to go back and listen to that, look for, for Mike Michalowicz. Um, and I mean, Mike's big thing is like revenue itself uh, is really a, I'm trying to think of a way to say it that I can say on the podcast, but like, it's, it's really a something swinging competition, you know, where it's just like, you're, you're really just like, oh, wow, you've got like, and I do this all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, we've got like 20 employees right now. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares how many employees <laughs> I have? Really? The only thing at the end of the day for business owners that matters is like, are you serving your customers well? And are you making a profit? Cause if you're not profitable and if that other model wasn't profitable, uh, there's just no reason to do it as a right. business owner, right? That's just a charity exactly. or a yes. nonprofit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think we, when we face that crossroads, I, I, I feel like we faced it a little too late and it, yeah, I, I would have gone back and made the decision a little earlier. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what is your secret to scaling? Yes. And sorry, my, my laptop just gave out, but it's back. All right. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I would say patience and thoughtful decision-making are the secrets to scaling. So there's so many strategies to employ out there and the process for figuring out which strategy uh, requires um, extreme attention to detail, thoughtful planning and decision-making, and then the patience to be able to wait out and follow through on the decision that you made. Mm. Um, Not putting yourself in a position where you say, well, let's try this one day and the next day go back on it and feel like you regret making that. But then of course you've wasted two days at that point. Um, and so being able to have patience and thoughtful decision-making to nurture, um, the, the business and scale it profitably is all is huge. Totally. Totally. Especially when you're in startup mode and, and being bootstrapped, like you can't just do everything all the time. Like you don't have money to spend on a shotgun, right. Mm-hmm. To do everything and see what sticks, right. You've got to like methodically actually like, like go through this process. Hey, we think this one's going to work. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I find that startups a lot of time kind of do the, the, uh, the spaghetti method where they just throw a bunch of things and see what sticks. Um, but I find that even for brands at, at different levels of scale, the attention to detail and the ability to focus on one strategy is still the right strategy to take, even, even with more resources. So um, why not take that at 
at our lower as, as a small business and trying to scale up um, also take that same strategy and, fo- and focus all of our attention on one strategy that we truly believe in. Yeah. 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 Totally. And then play that strategy out. Right. Exactly. And especially if that's the hard part. Tested. It is. <laughs> it's very hard, hard especially for, it out. for entrepreneurs. Right. We just want to like, Oh, cool. Okay. Well, let's try this other thing. Let's try this other thing. Yeah. And then of course, like you didn't get the exact metrics that you wanted the next day. Yeah. You're, you're thinking you regret everything. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yes. Let's all pivot. Let's do something else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I read that this, you have to pivot every time something doesn't, no, it's not, it's not like that. But uh, yeah, I, I understand in, in the psyche of a, of a, a small business owner and, and a founder, it's just, you go through this war with yourself mentally every day. Uh, oh to yeah. To set yourself on the right path. Yeah. Uh, this has been great. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you our lightning round. We're going to go to our lightning round. Um, but before that, is there any other pieces of wisdom that you want to give to our listeners out there? Uh, it's funny that you asked that because I think uh, I'm taking uh, a page out of your playbook uh, that I've recently heard from from some of your more recent podcasts. But yeah, yeah for us, um, we're trying to unlock ways to be able to generate a much higher return on our ad spend. And one of the ways we're doing that is through collaboration, a product collaboration. Um, oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, I love so, it. yeah. So in November, which, you know, maybe when this podcast launch, launches, um, we're doing a product collaboration with uh, UFC legend and champion Carlos Condit, um, where he has, oh. where we collaborated on um, a gray uh, custom pair of jeans. Um, and what we're hoping to do, which is the page from your playbook, is doing gated launches, VIP groups, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, hyping it up, uh, and gathering people onto this landing page to gather their emails and their SMS uh, numbers and, and all of these things, the whole shebang, to be able to launch this product collaboration. So we're that really excited such, about that. That's such a great way to launch it. That's an awesome idea because you can really get people can really get behind that, right? And and are really going to want that product. Exactly. Uh, awesome. Oh, Mark, that makes me so happy. I <laughs> it's feel really like your I'm, playbook. I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to have listened into the content. I said, we got to try this. This has got to be it. Yeah, Mark, you know what? I'm, I'm done for the day. I'm done. After you said that, <laughs> I've, I've accomplished all that I need to your accomplish. Your job is today. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, cool. Well, let's move on to our, uh, our lightning round here. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, one of the... One of my most favorite tools, I think uh, it's got to be Front. It's an email app. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think um, uh, they're, of course, like a a SaaS model uh, email app, of course. And I've just been able to turn through email so much faster by using um, this application. And uh, I love it. Like for for inbound email. Yeah, for inbound email, for uh, just for my personal work email. Yeah. Okay. Does it just like filter things in, in a better way or? Uh, I think it's that it's they operate on a feed level, and I've always felt like um, the conversations that you have around emails is probably the number one feature that sets them apart from other um, email apps. I think like uh, other email apps I've tried to use, they do have conversations where it's like people can respond to each other outside of the email chain, but it's all yeah. gathered together. But front, what the just the interface for how they show those conversations is a lot cleaner than other apps. So it's a lot more intuitive and much easier to have conversations. Um, what I don't like about other email apps that do that is you can mistakenly comment and send your comments to the email if you're not careful. 
Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with front, it's really obvious when you're talking outside the conversation, it's almost impossible to like to accidentally send your comment to the to the response. Okay, nice. Um, oh, that's, so that's great. That's why I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that one out after and we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Um, favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? So besides this one, um, great answer. I, I haven't been listening to many podcasts these days, mostly focusing on strategy for the business, but yeah. I'm more on YouTube and listening to audio books. Um, there is oh, one. Awesome. Any good books recently? Yeah. I've been reading this one called can't hurt me by David Goggins. Um, who's, who's a, David Goggins? He's a, he's a former Navy SEAL, okay. Navy SEAL guy. Um, intense intense athlete and he talks about his life's journey for how he went through the seals and how he went on to participate in over 60 ultra marathons wow um and it's just an incredible i would highly recommend it and i would actually highly recommend the audiobook over the physical book because the audiobook is also part podcast so he also like gives context around every chapter that's read cool um, i'm gonna put it on my wish list like literally right now yeah Crazy, crazy story. Definitely recommend it. That is great. Uh, a founder that you look up to? Yeah. Oh man. There's a there's a whole bunch. Um, I can mention a couple. Uh, there's uh, the two founders from Wolf and Shepherd. It's Justin and Hope Schneider. They do the world's most comfortable dress shoe, um, where it's like the in, the inside is made with an athletic shoe, and the outside it looks like a traditional dress shoe. Oh. Um, yeah. Justin, it was a former Adidas shoe designer and um, put together this brand to solve that pain point of dress shoes that fit uncomfortably that you can't wear all yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've just been, you know, we've sat courtside for um, seeing how their brand has grown over the past couple of years. And it's been incredible to watch that. And they're and so, they in LA, LA brand as well. Yeah. They're in LA. Um, they're just very poised and they, uh, they make thoughtful decisions and they strategize really well. So I, I've, I've really looked up to them. Um, and I, I love hearing about the stories that aren't VC backed. So it's friends in LA. There's one called million dollar baby. It's a crib business. Um, yep. but they, uh, they've grown it over the past at least 20 years, I think, um, to, uh, to a large scale and they've done it without VC for more than a million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and there's this brand called Elizabeth Suzanne who have, they've taken uh, a pause on operations. They're based in Nashville. Um, this woman, started the business making the clothing herself and she continued to house production in-house and she came out to LA once and she explained how she doesn't spend a dollar on marketing, but had scaled the business to over 6 million in revenue. Wow. Um, with no marketing, with no marketing, not a dollar. She said, I don't spend anything on marketing. She just posts on her Instagram feed. Um, wow. So just an incredible operator. And I have a lot of respect for that. So just uh, some of those uh, diamonds in the rough out there. Yeah. Oh, Mark, this was a great conversation. Seriously. Like I, you're, you're getting on the podcast. Your, your, your episodes getting published, man. This is so good. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. It's fun to be able to share our story and then also uh, be able to chat with somebody who obviously has talked to so many different business owners. So I'm glad to hear that. Totally. Ours uh, Ours is cool. So if, if uh, Drew Green from Indochino wants to reach out and buy your tech and give you, you know, $50 million, uh, uh, I'll give you the credit for that, for sure. I'll reach <laughs> back hey, out I'll just you. take like 10%, okay? It's not a big deal. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> no, but sorry, where, where can our listeners uh, find out more about you? Yeah, so our website is uh, scenestudio.com. It's spelled S-E-N-E, um, studio.com. Um, and you're able to find all of our products there. 
Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, this has been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. Same for me. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at mindful marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.